Lord, just be with me, first of all. Help me to help me to be faithful to the scriptures. Help me to be faithful to the text. Help me to um, speak in a way that points to you and that, that shares the gospel. And just um, help the Lord to make me. I pray that anything that might come out of my mouth that, that would get in the way of that, Lord, that you would take it away. Um, I pray for the folks who are here. I pray that you would help them to repent and get to know you better and draw closer to you in, in a time of, uh, of hearing your word. So uh, I have, for the last four months, been trying to do something impossible. Um, I, I have spent my entire life a night owl, and I, I, I think one of the most glorious sights in the world is the sunrise, and, and it's best to wait until it happens and not, you know, and then go to bed because you don't want to miss it accidentally. Um, and I... <laughs> For the for the past four months, I've been trying to become a uh, morning person, and it is it is not me. It is it is very much not me. I uh, I I have had to use an alarm clock for the first time in my adult life, which I I don't know if that counts as becoming an adult. But I uh, I, I have an alarm clock that goes off, and I've discovered the value of setting multiple alarms in different places. Um, and and I I've realized I uh, I I do well some weeks and I do worse others. It's kind of a, it's kind of an up and down thing if anybody else can relate to me. Um, and, and here recently, um, I've discovered a new habit that keeps me in bed longer. Is my alarm goes off, I pick it up, I turn off the alarm, and then I check Facebook. Because probably sometime between, you know, when I went to sleep and four in the morning, when I wake up, like, Someone took the time to read my Facebook and send me something important, and then I visit Twitter because I got friends in Europe, and you know I think they're on a weird time thing where they're all hacked up, and so I have to check what they're up to, and and then I read the news, and then I and then I discover that having woken up at four o'clock in the morning, it is now four thirty, and and I didn't have to wake up at four, I because I wasted the first half hour of the day, and and usually my goal then is to get up and to drink my coffee and 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 read the Psalms. And about half the time, it ends up being drink my coffee and, like, surf the Internet. Um, and, and, and what I've realized, and then, like, I try to get out the door by 5 most days. And, and um, if I'm not meeting someone somewhere, like, if, if Michael's not coming to the door, it's, like, 5.30 before I leave. And it's because I wake up at 4 thinking I need a lot of time, and then I don't do what I woke up for, right? Like, I wake up with a specific purpose in mind. But instead of waking up and doing what I intended to do, I wake up and, like, screw around for an hour, right? Which is, it's nice having that extra hour of wasting time in the morning. Like, like it is a real blessing. <laughs> um, but I, I, I uh, as, as we dive into the text we're looking at today, we're doing a new series this week, uh, or starting this week. We're going to be looking at, uh, at sanctification, the, the process of cleaning up our lives, Right? And it is, it is uh, not a fun process, um, but it is a good process. But like uh, Jeremy's going to do the third sermon in the series, and he picked the topic, so blame him if you don't like it. Um, and I, I'm going to do the first two here, and, and I'm going to introduce the idea. And this is, this is where sanctification is where God takes our lives and cleans us up, right? And, and what we're going to look at this morning is that step between waking up and, and getting moving, right? Because I... I, I specifically, I don't get up at four because I think it's fun, like at all. I get up, like I set the alarm that early because I want to get up and 
scriptures before I start the day. And I'm going to spend a little time praying before I start the day. And I want to go to the gym before everybody else is up and I can get that out of the day. And I don't have to be there in front of other people. Um, <laughs> like I want to do all of this important life, like personal health, growth, clean up my act sort of stuff first thing when I get up. And I'm awful at it. Right? Like I'm bad at it. I, I am special kind of bad at it. I, I, yeah. So as we dive into this text, um, there's a couple things I need to give you as background. We're going to be in Colossians, uh, which I preached through once before. So you could actually take this sermon and compare it to the other one if you have a lot of free time on your hands and see how much I've changed in the last few years. Um, the, but as we dive into Colossians, like this is a letter that was sent to a church in Colossus. And um, it actually was accompanied with the letter of Philemon, which is a really neat letter. Um, it's one you hardly ever hear about. But like what happened was, well, I'm not going to get into it. Sorry. Huge rabbit trail. Um, and so Paul, Paul is writing this letter to this church, and um, he's, he's sending it out, and, and he's talking about sanctification. And it's important to understand as he talks about this, this is sort of in the middle of the letter. Um, sanctification is not what saves you. Everybody with me? You do not go to heaven by following the rules better than anyone else, right? I, I saw a cartoon once where, where this, this person, like, is standing at the gate to heaven, and they, they said, well, you know, you're right on the line here. And the person was like, you know, oh, doggone it, that they swore. And then, like, a trap door opens, and they fall into hell. And it's like, oh, I went to hell for that. No, that was the thing that put you over the line. Like, <laughs> you just sinned almost enough. That's not how it works, okay? Like, we are judged purely by our relationship with Christ. Like, do we have one or do we not have one? And that is it. Got it? Like, like sanctification comes after. Um, you are awake and alive in Christ or you are not. Meaning you are a follower, like he has made you new. Once you are a follower of Jesus, you are forgiven of every sin you've ever committed, every sin you are currently committing, and every sin you will ever commit. Right? Like you are forgiven in a blanket way. And when God looks at you, he sees Jesus' righteousness. Like how good and well-behaved Jesus is, that's what he sees on you. And like the trade-off when Jesus was on the cross dying for your sins, God looked on him and he saw you. Right? Like that just, yeah, we'll, we'll dig into some of the, the, the consequences of this. But we are pure and holy and new by merit of following Jesus. And we are new creations. But there's kind of an already but not yet component to it. You all get me? Like, you're already made pure, but you're not quite pure yet. You all with me? Like, you live your life cleaning up your act. You live your life becoming a new creation. You live your life dying to the old version of you and becoming alive in Christ, this new version of you. And, like, you are alive in Christ, but you're also, like, becoming alive constantly. Are you all with me? Like, this is the, and it's confusing, isn't it? It's already but not yet. And this is what sanctification is. Sanctification is the process of, like, becoming. Um, and so as we, as we work into this, this is not what saves you. That's the big thing. I want to say this. Like, you do not go to heaven by being good enough. You, um, like, this is what happens as a result of waking up. Um, and again, like, my analogy of my alarm, right? I wake up. I am awake. But if I don't get out of bed, Right? <laughs> Like, there's a process here. i got to get up and i got to get moving. Sanctification is we get up and get moving. And it is easy to hang out, isn't it? I mean, or is it just me? You know, I, am, I have been a follower of Jesus forever, or for 20 and some odd years, 25 years. 
and and in that time I've had sin that I've carried around and and there's a part of me that just like I did with Saint Augustine um, once said, uh, uh, "Lord, make me pure," but not yet, right? Like we have all of these sins we carry around. We got to kill this stuff off. We got to become new creations. But there's so much fun to be had when we sort of wrestle back and forth, right? And so what we're going to be talking about for the next few weeks is this process. Now that I've spent 15 minutes talking about what we're going to talk about, we'll get to the text. Uh, this is Colossians 3, if you want to follow along in your own Bible. Uh, I'll read you the first four. Uh, Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above where Christ is seated um, at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Um, I looked away and I lost my spot. Uh, Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Uh, When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Now, what Paul is talking about here, actually, this is one of those spots where uh, some context helps. um, Because in this letter so far, he has actually said um, a counterpoint thing. This is in chapter 3. Um, where he says, uh, or in chapter 2, he actually says, uh, therefore, as you, oh, hold on, I want to, 20, verse 20. Uh, So this would be uh, chapter 2, verse 20. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you are still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? And then he goes on to talk just like that first part there. Listen, if you're a follower of Jesus, you died to the world, right? Like, you are physically, I mean, we all know what death is, right? Like, this is not a confusing topic. Like, you die, you're dead, right? Like, you, you don't get up and walk around. You don't hang out. Like, you died in, in Christ. Like, you died to the world. You died to the law. You died to this old stuff. This part of you is dead. Um, and, and that's important because I, uh, I, because it's like we have to become where we're not a part of this anymore. Years ago, I canceled my cable. The cable company got made me very angry, and I canceled my cable. Right? This is when we were in Indiana, and and I was I was mad. I talked about it for a long time. I was so mad. Um, Jess will attest. Like I I went on about it, and I've told this story quite a few times because I'm probably still not over it. Um, <laughs> but like I got really mad at the cable company. I had a very uh, abrupt conversation with the salesman that was standing at my door, and I told him to like shut off my cable right now. And, and uh, he said, well, we can't do that. We'll put in a request, everything else. And um, it, once it was off and once I wasn't paying the bills, I did not call them again. I didn't. I also did not turn on the TV to watch cable, right? Like I figured out, hey, I don't have cable anymore. Like so I just didn't try to watch it. I, I didn't call the company to say, hey, how are you guys doing? Hey, I'd like to talk to you about my bill and maybe adding some channels. I couldn't because our relationship had ended. In the same way, like when we die with Christ, so like Christ crucified and our old self died to him. When we follow him, we die to our old life. And we are supposed to come to a place where like that is over at this point. You all with me? I started something brand new. I'm not, you know, or maybe another way to look at it would be like I quit my job. I don't keep showing up. Right? That would be weird. Um, I think I once, well, anyway, uh, that's not a, not a thing to get into. Um, but, like, like, now we're raised in him. So, like, 
we died with Christ on the cross and we're raised with him, meaning we are made new, we are new creations, and what we're supposed to do is set our minds on things above. Now, it's easy to say, well, above, like, the stars, the clouds, the planets. Um, Adam, he's pretty tall. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, things above is not a reference to, like, position, right, or location. Think it's an analogy, and it is a reference to, um, it's a reference to, like, heaven. And so when we back up and we live our lives, it is so easy to focus on the garbage in front of us. It's true, right? Like, these people are messing with me, and I can't stop thinking about it. Anybody have that problem? This situation is scary, and I can't stop thinking about it. Or, actually, you can step away from the negative. Sometimes it's, I really want a new car, and I can't stop thinking about it. I'm going on vacation in a few weeks, and man, I, I'm not going on vacation, but like if I were, um, you know, you lock into it and you stop thinking about everything else because this earthly thing, this worldly thing becomes like the obsession, right? And in reality, this is, this is ours. He's saying, listen, you need to back up. You died to the world. You're made new. You're separated from your old life. You've, you've canceled that subscription to cable, and you're in this new way of living with Netflix now or whatever. Um, and you, you focus on Christ because our new life is Christ. Um, another way I would uh, – analogy I've thought of, and I'm going to come back to this a couple times as we go through this. I got married. The day I got married, I said, forsaking all others, right? Anybody else say that? And it's most folks include it. Like, you know, my wife said obey but hasn't admitted that she said it. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, forsaking all others, that old single man life is gone. It's over, right? I don't get to go back to that. And if I do go back to that, like, I'm being stupid. I, it, it's like waking up in the morning and saying, you know what, I'm going to lay here and get up for a while. Like, no. In reality, like, this new life, this new self, this overcoming sin, it's a product of focusing on Jesus walking with him, belonging to him, and being transformed by it, right? Y'all ever meet somebody that every time you encounter them, you feel like you're a slightly better person for having been around them? I mean, that, those people are awesome, right? Like, this is who Jesus is. You have moments of encounter with Jesus, and on the other side, you are, you are different. Like, he remakes you through the relationships you have, right? He remakes you through the time you spend with him. He remakes you through you knowing him better. Reaches down and reaches into your life and you become something better. Become something what you were meant to be. And so like we've died to this old way and we're becoming this new thing. And it's a byproduct of setting your mind on him. Focus, 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 focus and walk with him. Um, oh my gosh, five to seven. I'm never going to get through this passage. Um, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Now, this is a funny phrase, because if we died to our old life, then that means this part of us is dead, right? But, like, so we had a, uh, this is a gross story, I'm sorry. I, it's, it's the best comparison I can come up with. I'm currently struggling right now with, with flies. Um, some rabbits got under our house, and then they proceeded to do something very inconsiderate. They died in my basement, mixed in with boxes and stuff I haven't touched in years. And, and it's all very important, 
the front store is. But I, I, I didn't know they were down there because I never go down there because that stuff is so important I don't go near it. And, and so, like, like, all of a sudden, like, what are these? Oh, my gosh, look at all these flies. So I, I spent a day, like, playing with Fly Ninja and killing them. And then the next day, there were even more. The flies were going on. And so then the next day, I killed even more. And then finally, I thought, well, these flies are coming from somewhere. I went down in the basement, and there were, like, a horde of flies down there. In reality, like, this garbage that was coming up is a byproduct of this other problem, right? And I started searching, and I started finding bunnies. And they are not as cute once they've deflated. Like, it is not okay. Like, like these are dead rabbits. These are dead rabbits. And, like, I think I've gotten rid of all of them because the flies are starting to, like, like peter out. I, I think they're all gone, I hope. Um, but, like, when, Jesus, or when Paul says, put to death, therefore, these things that belong to your earthly nature, like, in reality, that part of you is dead. It does not control you. It is not a part of the ark. But the flies keep showing up, Right? Like, I am focused on following Jesus, but, man, I am really focused on dot, dot, dot. You know what I'm saying? I am really focused on, and there are things I focus on that I shouldn't. I'm worried about what people think of me. Right? This is a real problem in my, in my life where I will sometimes, like, not do what I think is right because it, it, it might make me look embarrassed or make me feel embarrassed. Anybody else have this problem? Just me? No, thank you. At least one other person. Um, sometimes it's me that I spend money um, in ways that aren't really good stewardship, but they make me feel good. This is a fun one, right? There are lots of folks who struggle with this. We become angry and pour gas on the fire of our anger because it feels good. And it, it, it's true. But that's a dead part of you. That is the flies coming up and showing up because, like, that dead part of you is gone. Like, but it's still going to affect you because you're in this already but not yet phase. And what he's talking about is putting to death. In Romans, he refers to it as crucifying your flesh, like putting, like literally taking it out and nailing it down and letting it die. Um, but you have to put all this stuff to death. Like, so, and how does that happen? Do you suddenly have new life because you, you know, are, you know, I'll behave? That doesn't give you new life. New life is a byproduct. Our new life, new life happens when you believe in Jesus, when you follow Christ, this new life happens. And then overcoming and putting all this stuff to death is action, right? I get up in the morning. Once I'm awake, I'm awake, right? It's a whole other conversation to stand up. It's a whole other conversation to walk down the stairs. It's a whole other conversation to turn on the coffee machine. It's the one fun part of the morning. Um, it's a whole other conversation to put on my workout clothes and to go out in the cold weather and trudge across town in the you know, in the cold and exercise, right? That is a whole thing. Like, it's different than being awake. Once you're awake, once you're alive in Christ, that is it, right? That is where your new life comes from. That is faith in Christ that saves you, period. Um, after that, you're saved for the purpose of becoming a new person, right? I woke, I woke, I, yeah, I stumble over my words. I wake up in the morning early to do something. It's stupid to not do it. Right? Like, it's true. I just called myself stupid. Um, <laughs> you are made new in Christ for a purpose. And actually, the word the Bible would use is foolish. It's foolish to not do it. It's foolish to not become a new creation, to not put to death this old stuff. Um, what's he talking about here? He's talking about sexual immorality. This is kind of a, an obvious one, right? Like, this is the stuff that, that you know, the, the, the sexual sin. You know, if we indulge in that, that's part of the old self. 
um, impurities, lusts, evil desires, and greed. Evil desires and greed are a huge one, right? Like, which is idolatry. But these are all things, anything that you put on the throne in your life and it becomes more important than God, right? Even in the moment, even in the moment, like, that's a problem. Um, Does getting rid of this stuff save you? Absolutely not. You can be good your whole life without Jesus and still not be saved. Got it? There are better people than me that are not saved. Like, salvation only comes through God-like holiness to you in Christ. Free gift to trample on it. You just got to follow Jesus, become a good person, then you're saved. Like, but once you're saved, like, this is the, this is the job. It's to, it's to get out of bed and move. You know, once I got married, I had jobs to do. I had to take care of my wife, right? I had to, I had to go get a job. You know, I, I, I had to actually, that was one of the hardest things I did as a, as a new husband. I, like, got fired from my job the week I got married. And so, like, I was a real catch. I walked down the aisle unemployed um, with, like, $30,000 in college debt. <laughs> and I was, yeah, good thing I had my looks. Um, but I had this, <laughs> I had this, I had this first year where I struggled to find employment, right? And that was hard because I was like, man, I'm married for a reason because I, you know, I love my wife, but now I have this job to do now that I'm married and I'm failing in these parts of it. It's a struggle, right? And over the years, things, other things have helped that. Like I sometimes lose my temper or I'm sometimes lazy and don't do the things I'm supposed to do or whatever. Like I fall away from this stuff. Like this is my analogy here. Like sometimes in the, in the walk of Jesus, like we abandon this stuff. We, we forget about it. We push it to the back burner because it's just not that fun. It's not fun to overcome sexual, like, desire, right? I mean, it, it is really hard to walk through the grocery store past that rack of magazines and not, like, take a quick couple seconds to check it out. You know what I mean? Maybe. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe. you don't. All right, one guy. Thank you. <laughs> it, is, it is really hard not to think, well, I earned this money. I can waste it if I feel like it. And you can but in reality, God calls us to some better stuff. Like, there's a whole life of this, these things, these, these evil desires that get us. But they're not alive in us. They don't control us. They just pull us in. In reality, you're this new person, and in Christ, you have the ability to overcome it. Um, because of these, the wrath of God is coming, meaning, like, God's anger is coming on the world because of all of these things. These, By the way, the list there is uh, typical of Jewish writers in the first century, like as associated with death penalty, like non-Jewish people. And so Paul, part of what he's doing here is he's writing a letter to Hellenized Jews and to Gentiles who've become Christians. And like he's writing in a way that sort of speaks to their way of understanding the world. And he's saying, hey, are you still pagans? Hey, Jewish folks, are you still pagans? Are you still doing this stuff or are you new? And, and so just, just a little tidbit there. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived, but now you are dead to them, right? You used to live that way, but you don't anymore. When I was a teenager, I used to do a lot of fun things that teenagers do. I'm not a teenager anymore, and I don't do that stuff because it's not the life I have anymore. I don't get to. I have new life that I live, and a lot of it's better. Um, all of it's better, excuse me. <laughs> 8 to 11. 
But now you must rid yourself of all these things, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. By the way, the reason he describes it this way, anger is that load-sitting, I'm angry at the world. Anybody ever have that for extended periods for like, you know, oh, I was mad for three months. Or actually, yeah, I mean, I, I know folks who are mad at people like for years that they don't even see anymore. Rage would be that momentary anger. Malice is the sharp stuff that comes out of um, being, you know, like like the, the pointy, sticking things. Um, slander and filthy language of the lips. Uh, do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self, meaning it's dead with its practices and put on a new self, which is being renewed in knowledge of the, of the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian or Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. So watch this. He lists off all of these behaviors, the sexual stuff, the anger, the idolatry, the, the um, lying and the language things. And he's put all this stuff out there. And he says, you know what? That old part of you is gone. You're dead to it. Don't go back to it, right? You don't, you don't work there anymore. Don't go to that junk. Do your new junk. Put on your new self. And we are doing that constantly, right? That is putting on your new self. It is putting on this new reality. Later today, a bunch of us, and on Tuesday, my children will put on costumes and go out and collect candy, right? And, and they are looking forward to it. In reality, my, like my son is, they, they rebelled and didn't do the family costume this year, which I'm, I'm bitter about, but whatever. Um, <laughs> my son is going to dress up as, as, a, as a Paw Patrol puppy. I don't know. I don't watch it. Uh, <laughs> I swear. Um, <laughs> but, but he's going to put this thing on. He's not actually going to become a dog. Got it? I mean, he acts that way sometimes, but he's not going to become a dog. Um, you know, I, I, if I put on superhero clothes, I'm not going to become a superhero, right? I'm not. Um, this putting on the new self is like putting on a costume that becomes you. It becomes who you are, not that other. Um, you change and become the person that God intended you to be. Um, and it is an ongoing process. When he talks about Gentile and Jew, like he's comparing these opposite groups, slave and free and everything else. He's putting them all together and he's saying, listen, all of these old divisions, all the anger and bitterness and everything else that's between these groups, that all goes away. And this doesn't mean much to us today, but you could change it and you could say, you know, there is no white folks or black folks. Uh, there is no, um, you know, folks raised poor versus folks raised rich. There isn't any people who are like raised in the church versus the born again folks. There isn't Republicans or Democrats. There isn't, um, name it, right? There isn't Astro fans and everyone else. Um, like, like all of these divisions are put away and we're all made one in Christ, which is this new self, right? And it's a big deal because this is the new life, the new job we have. We're all together. We're all in it together. Um, sanctification should clean up our act, but it should also unify us. If you find you're in more conflict with brothers and sisters in Christ as your life proceeds, it might be a problem. It might be. And, and it's time to hit the brakes and look and say, well, what's going on inside me? What's going on in my spiritual life and my growth and my walk with Jesus? Therefore, uh, and I'm probably going to chop off the last few verses of this piece. Uh, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. By the way, understand this. 
God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, meaning you folks who are followers of Jesus, God has gone to great lengths to redeem you. You are his people. He knows you by name. He has hung on the cross picturing you, knew who you were. You are his folks, right? And you are made holy and new, like set apart and different. Like you are, you're the apple of God's eye, right? Like he, he has rescued you from everything. And so holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves in compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Um, this is a parallel to the Galatians 5. Y'all know those fruits of the Spirit? I got the right verse, right? Uh, <laughs> um, the fruits of the Spirit are these, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there are no laws. That's the last part of Sunday, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the... Uh, he says this, I mean, it's a parallel. Put on this new life. Every day, get up, wake up, get out of bed, put it on and live it, right? You're a new person in Christ. You're awake. Now put it on. Now become something better. Now grow in Christ. And how do you do it? By the way, like he, he gave the hint as to how you do it. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, right? Look at Jesus. Get to know him because the more you get to know him, the more... You become like him. The more he changes you. It is not knowing about him, though that is a part of it, right? It is getting to know him. Because there are some things that you have to know in order to know Jesus, right? You have to. But there are some things you have to do and experience in order to know Jesus. I have been blessed to encounter folks who love their enemies. I wish I could be more like that. But folks who will encounter people who are horrible to them, and they figure out a way to love them anyway. Like, those are folks that know Jesus in a different way because they've been Jesus' followers, right? I know folks who will, like, pull out their wallet and give you their last dollar if, if you need it. And they'll do it without even thinking about it, right? Those are folks who know Jesus in a unique way. And it's not because they, like, their work helped them. It's because they walked with him and daily walked with him and were transformed. Um, just putting this on every day, being humble and being gentle and being patient and everything else, that stuff turns you into who he is, who he means you to be. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. By the way, this is a double stab here, and this is kind of funny. Paul is writing this. He sent the man who delivered this letter was a fellow named Onesius, who was a runaway slave who had been owned by one of the members of this church. And there's an accompanying letter, Philemon, where Paul says, hey, you know, when Philemon gets there, I know he robbed you and ran away. Forgive him, set him free, and treat him like your brother. Right? And so, like, right here in the middle, he says, hey, go ahead and forgive. Let it go. You know, do this. Because, because Philemon needed to do this, right? And Onesius is delivering the letter um, to his, his slave. Anyway, um, and so he says, listen, forgive each other walk with each other, love one another. When you look at the person next to you, if you've got a problem with them, ask yourself, like, if Jesus died for that person, is my problem all that big? Is my beef that big? And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity, meaning at the end of the day, the thing you got to put on, the thing you got to wear is your love for each other, your imitation of Christ, like selfless love for folks around you. This is how you become something different. It's a product of this is what sanctification is. It is being made new, washed up, sent out, new clothes, new shoes, new life, new everything. 
reconciliation. Um, in the coming weeks, we're going to talk about the ins and outs of sanctification, and Jeremy's going to do one of them. Um, probably the best one in the series, right? Um, last couple verses here, I'm just going to run through them as I it completes the section. Uh, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This whole section here at the end, by the way, is a re-summary, right? If you're walking with him, if you've got your mind set on him, if you're putting him on like a suit every day, not just laying in bed and enjoying like, oh, I'm saved and I'm alive, we've got to get up and do this stuff, but as you put on this new life, like you're doing it right there, right? Like the, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, because that's what makes it possible. You walk with Christ, you put to death your old life, and it makes you new every day. And it's a real challenge, and it's an awesome thing, right? Because it's hard. It's easy to be depressed. It's easy to be angry. It's easy to be frustrated. It's easy to be scared and worried and anxious. But to know that God has us, to know that, like, in Christ you're a new creation, is moving you forward every day. We're going to close in prayer, and then we'll let you all be here this morning. Heavenly Father, I, I pray that you'd be with us. I pray that you would help us to, to be sanctified, Lord. I pray that you would help us to put to death this old way of life, that we'd, we'd understand that we don't live there anymore. We don't, we don't have that job anymore, that we've walked away from that section of our lives, and our new job is, is, is to be your people. Help us to put it on every day. Help us to set our minds on it, to, as we, we get up in the morning, help us to read your word and look to you. Help us to act out your teachings and live out your teachings and, and be the new people everywhere we go. Have a good morning, folks.